Welcome to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. I'm Diana Ritchie. Today, we have a listener question about credit card debt and taxes. Our listener writes, in 2023, I settled large credit card debts with collectors. I've heard that forgiven debt can be treated as taxable income. What should I expect this year on my taxes? Great question. And I'm so glad that you wrote in because absolutely a great catch on your part. It is true that forgiven debt can be treated as taxable income and that can lead to a nasty surprise. So I'm glad that you caught this and and that you're writing in. The good news is that the general rule is that forgiven debt can create a tax bill, but there are a lot of exceptions to this rule. And so in today's episode, we'll cover one, the general rule, and then we'll cover two exceptions that could potentially be applicable to your case. Now, three caveats to this episode. One, there are a lot of exceptions to this rule, and we're obviously not going to cover all of those exceptions today. We'll just focus on the two that are most commonly applicable, especially in a situation like yours where you're settling credit card debts with the collectors. Second caveat, um, I'm going to assume here that you didn't settle this credit card debt as part of a bankruptcy proceeding. In other words, I'm assuming that you didn't file for bankruptcy in 2023. And then third caveat is I'm going to assume that you file a single tax return and that the debts were in your name alone. In other words, they weren't joint debts because if they had been joint debts, then there are certainly rules that apply about how you divvy all that up. So three caveats and assumptions, but um, again, outline for this episode, we'll cover the general rule and we'll cover two exceptions that could potentially be useful um, in your case. So with that, let's dive in. Okay, the general rule that you described, this concept that forgiven debt can be treated as taxable income. What does that mean? Well, to me, this is kind of a IRS likes to kick you when you're down rule, to be honest. Because what we're essentially saying is, you know, you settle this debt and the credit card company agrees to make the debt go away. And then surprise, the IRS turns around and says, oh yeah, but you still owe taxes on that amount that you got a break on from the credit card company, which is, you know, kind of whiplash. So the rule here, again, exactly as you described, is when you have what's called cancellation of indebtedness income, then that cancellation of indebtedness income is subject to ordinary federal income tax. In other words, you pay taxes on the amount of debt that the credit card company forgave. For example, 
let's say that you had $10,000 of credit card debt. And you said to the credit card company, you know, listen, this is past due. It's been past due for a while. I'm not going to be able to pay this $10,000 of credit card debt. And you work with the debt collectors and you agree that you're going to settle the debt for $2,000. You'll pay $2,000 and your credit card company or the debt collectors will forgive the other $8,000. They'll say, you know what? You don't have to pay it. You just give us $2,000. We'll make your $10,000 of credit card debt go away. That's your settlement. Then for 2023, the credit card company sends you a Form 1099, a Form 1099-C. And on that 1099-C, the credit card company says, you have $8,000 of taxable income because you settled your $10,000 of debt for $2,000. That difference of $8,000 that was forgiven is, in the eyes of the IRS, taxable to you. Because from the IRS's perspective, it's almost like you earned $8,000. And I know that seems counterintuitive, right? You didn't earn $8,000. You settled your debts because you, you know, were having trouble paying them. Um, but from the IRS's perspective, that $8,000 that was forgiven does count as taxable income unless an exception applies. So now, just to kind of bring this home, this example home, you have this 1099C. It says you have $8,000 of taxable income because that's the amount of debt that was forgiven. And the IRS says you pay ordinary income tax on that. So if your effective federal tax rate is 10%, then you're looking at writing the IRS a check for $800 on that $8,000 of taxable income that you have. So bottom line, baseline rule here, um, this is, like I said, very much feels like a kick you when you're down rule because you worked with a credit card company, you got this break, you settled your debts, you felt like a burden was lifted, you, you feel free and clear, you're glad that you settled it. And then all of a sudden you get this 1099 in the mail and you realize you have to write the IRS a check. And it's just, again, it, it's not a good feeling. But that is the baseline rule. The cancellation of indebtedness income is taxable in the eyes of the IRS, which is kind of a bummer. Okay, part number two. How do we get out of this? What are the exceptions? The first exception to this, you know, cancellation of indebtedness income is taxable rule is the insolvency exception. In other words, there is mercy in the world. The rule here is 
look at the amount by which you were insolvent right before you settle this debt. In other words, if right before you reached the settlement with the credit card company, you actually had more liabilities than you had assets, which is pretty common, then the amount of income that you have to pay tax on is capped, which is great. So here's the example. Let's say you had $10,000 of credit card debt that you settled, and then you had $10,000 of student loans as well. So you had $20,000 of debt right before you reached the settlement with your credit card company. And then let's say you have $13,000 of assets. Maybe it's $13,000 in a checking account. And that's all, you know, that's the totality of your assets. That means that you are insolvent by $7,000 because you have $20,000 of debt. You only have $13,000 of assets. So $7,000 of insolvency. And then let's say that like in the example before, you had $8,000 of debt that was forgiven. So the, you know, you settled a $10,000 debt for $2,000 with the credit card company that would have given you $8,000 of taxable income. But because you were insolvent by 7,000, you get to subtract $7,000 from the $8,000 of taxable income that you would have had that showed up on that 1099C that the credit card company sent you. And this is really great because instead of paying taxes on $8,000, you're now paying taxes on $1,000, which can make a really big difference. You know, if if you assume a 10% tax rate, it's like paying $100 rather than $800 of tax, which makes a really big difference. So I know that was a lot of math, that insolvency rule calculation is a little bit difficult. Um, I will link to two resources in the notes that'll hopefully help you work through this, if this exception could apply to you. One, you'll attach Form 982 to your federal income tax return, which I'll link in the notes for the show. And then in terms of calculating whether or not you're insolvent, um, there's an IRS publication, 4681, which has a, a worksheet that can help you figure that out. So I'll link to those two resources for you. And I think, you know, the the big takeaway here, maybe the surprising thing, well, the first takeaway is that One, it's good that there's an exception to this rule, so you you could potentially get some relief on your taxes. And then two, the other thing to realize is that, and this is kind of a general observation, just because you're getting a 1099 in the mail doesn't necessarily mean you owe taxes on all of that amount. And so, again, kudos to you for asking the question and, and being curious about what exactly the rules say. Okay, part three. 
part three, again, we ask the question, we have this general rule that this income from credit card debt settlement is taxable. And again, the question here is, what can we do about it? The second answer to the what can we do about this problem question is this rule about deductibility. And this exception is, unlike most things in the tax code, actually kind of intuitive. So what this rule says is that if the expenses that you settled would have been deductible anyway, then the settlement taxable income is actually not taxable. So what on earth does that mean? What? <laughs> I think we need an example here. Let's say that you run a consulting business and I'm getting the impression from your question that you settled the credit card debt maybe on your personal credit card. But, you know, maybe not. You, you didn't say that. I don't know that for a fact. And so the example here would be if this actually were, or if this had been your business credit card and all of these expenses on this credit card for which you settled this debt were business expenses for your, say, consulting business, then those expenses for your consulting business would have been deductible as business expenses. And you can't, you couldn't have deducted them because you didn't actually pay the credit card. You can't deduct expenses unless you actually pay for them as a general rule. But the flip side of that coin is this exception, which says, okay, you got this 1099C from the credit card company that says you owe, say, $8,000, you have $8,000 of taxable income because you settled your credit card debt. But then you can say to the IRS, well, that $8,000 on that 1099C is actually not taxable income because those expenses on that credit card that I settled would have all been deductible as business expenses for my, say, consulting business in this example, had I actually paid them. So there is this rule that says, you know, if the debt that you settle would have represented a deductible expense in the first place, then you actually don't have to pay taxes when you settle that debt for less, less than it's worth. So we'll call that the deductibility exception. And the bottom line on this deductibility exception is um, this doesn't sound like it applies to your situation because, it, again, it, it sounds like this is a personal credit card rather than a business card that you um, did the debt settlement on. But I raise it because it's something to keep in mind, and I'm not sure whether it applies to your situation, but it's an exception um, that you definitely want to take advantage of if it does apply to your situation. So 
to wrap this up, bring it all home. Yes, you're absolutely right when you ask the question of, okay, gosh, I, you know, settled this credit card debt in 2013. I felt good about that. I was glad to be out from under my credit card debt. It was a really great step and a great financial move, and I'm happy to have it behind me. Oh, and then by the way, I find out that that potentially has tax ramifications. And yes, when you read that that has tax ramifications, it is absolutely like a kick in the teeth. Um, so the baseline rule here is, yeah, it's, it's a huge bummer that you even have to think about taxes when you settle out a credit card debt. That said, we do have these two exceptions that um, I'm hoping might apply in your situation. You have the insolvency exception, and we have the deduction exception. And so kudos to you for asking the question and for getting curious about, um, you know, what, if anything, can be done here in your situation. And certainly if you have any questions or follow-up questions, um, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. Of course, if you have questions about money or your personal finances, please feel free to drop us a voice note from the homepage at dianaritchie.com.